Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 106 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And this is Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. And today, we're here to talk about something really cool, um, an experience your customers will never forget. Yeah, I, I love this. It's part of our um, marketing plan, our, yep. our business plan mm-hmm. series that started with episode 101. And we've talked about things like uh, email marketing, emails that you should send. Yeah. We talked about marketing planning, validating, picking a niche. niche. Uh, We've had some great conversations so far. This one I think actually works whether or not you've listened to the others. Yeah, it it does. And uh, that doesn't mean that you get to skip them. No, no, you should never (laughs) skip. uh, We'll see you in 106 hours. Yes. Well, the thing is, if you listen to all of them, there's like an Easter egg hidden throughout all the episodes that if you piece it together, (laughs) it's a clue. Yeah. And you can win a prize. It's a coupon for some mental health counseling. <laughs> yes. Um, so and when we say about, talk about an experience that your customers can't forget, um, maybe we can start off with like a little story. You know, I, I love it when you paint us a picture. Okay, good. So, so please, let's, please do. let's do the Dreamland <laughs> sequence music now. And, uh, you know, so you picture this. If you are in a position to close your eyes, it's a fun exercise mainly to get to tell people to close their eyes. Right, it um, is. That's the fun Especially part. Especially while they're driving. <laughs> so if you're not driving and you choose to close your eyes just for the fun of it, I welcome you to participate. But you pull up to your beach hotel for vacation. Yes. And um, you, you're pulling up. You see the, the big palm trees. You can, um, you can see the flowers, the beautiful brick as you as you pull up kind of how the the highway how it rises up usually to get to the entrance of the hotel so you're at this big curve and around there there's all types of staff people dressed in nice coats and things like that and um, you arrive somebody opens your door to your car you come out um, you go in the lobby it smells of just citrus and flowers maybe a hint of mint in the air there's a, some fresh water cold water with orange slices in it nice um, then you're guided to your room. There's flowers in your room, uh, some cold water, some drinks on ice, maybe champagne or Coca-Cola on ice, something like that. And then throughout your stay, people are opening doors, smiling at you. Um, they're putting chocolate on your pillow. I hope you know I'm building this beautiful picture, yeah. right? Um, now, after seeing all that, how would you rate that hotel experience versus the same exact hotel with none of that? Right. You just you walk into the lobby, they hand you a key, you go up to your room, they say goodbye when you leave. And it's a nice room. Yeah, it's the same exact right. room. Same exact room, same exact hotel. But but you're right that that picture you painted of the experience, which is why from now on we're going to call you Big Money Vila. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> because I've never been able to afford that experience. But you know I, I agree that that's that creates the most lasting impression. Yeah, it's like it's a mood that you yeah. that you get into, and um, 
and when it's something that you feel so it, it's like it's emotionally tapping right. versus versus you got a good room and it was a good rate you liked it it was very clean it was pretty it was cool right um and it was a hotel stay but next time you're going to go what are you going to do you're just going to shop start For shopping price. again yeah you're going to look at the price you're going to look at the location you're going to start your whole evaluation process again versus if they deliver you deliver you an experience like that you're always are going to go back to that memory remember when we stayed at such and such at the beach yeah we have we, we're going there again and and sometimes it is like the 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 dressing that they put on things mm -hmm. like the people's uniforms and things like that sometimes it's the people that you remember yeah like I remember staying in Miami and there was a great bartender who entertained us for half an yeah. hour you know or um, the front desk lady was terrific mm -hmm. or like every time I walked through the the staff the, the hotel staff was great yeah you know just very complimentary and willing to help and all those things are going to contribute to whether or not I'm going to go back. Yeah, and this again. this customer experience that we're talking about is something that you can do for your business, and and without without all the stuff that a hotel does, but you get to do it in a completely different way that creates the same type of feeling for your customers when they go through and they purchase custom apparel or whatever else you might do. Right, because we talk about competition all the time here, and that's mm -hmm. definitely one of the things that can set set you apart from your competition. And it's not just, and it doesn't mean that you have to buy really nice sheets and package them yeah. in with every custom t-shirt, right? Though it, that, would be, that would help. It them. would be, it would make you stand out. <laughs> yes. Um, but it means that you're creating this kind of memorable experience mm -hmm. to attach your name to feeling good about a purchase. Yeah, exactly. And it, it gives your customers a reason to want to give you money again. You know, right. and that's what we never feel bad about giving money to things that make us feel good, that gave us a good experience. Yep. Um, you don't mind giving money to that, and that's the type of experience you want to create for your customers. So, um, giving your customers an experience that sets you apart from everybody else. That's what this is about. And if you do it, they're going to like you more, they'll remember you, and the, and I think number three is your favorite one, right? Yeah, they will. Um You'll be able to charge more. You'll be able to charge they'll, they'll, more. They'll perceive what you do, um, you know, as being a higher value. And when we talked about competitive analysis, mm -hmm. you know, and taking a look at your actual competitors in the marketplace, customer experience is one of the things that we mentioned. And that's because if you're in a market where you aren't the cheapest, um, and somebody else is, and they they deliver their goods in a less than professional way or in a worse way than you do, then then you could win that business back yeah. and, and charge more at the same time. Yeah. And it's kind of, um, it just popped in my head thinking about that, you know, how does, how does uh, Starbucks get away with charging like eight bucks for a cup of coffee? Right. And it's kind of, it's part of the experience. For one, it's like you're a fan of their, co of their I am, coffee. I am. And you're just like a black coffee yes, guy, right? Just, just to be clear. Not, yeah, please. He's not, he's not a frat Nothing guy $8. or anything. I refuse um, to play more, pay more than four. But, but, <laughs> so, but in your opinion, you would say the quality of the product is good in the first place, right? It is place, very good, right? yeah. So the quality of the coffee is good. But in addition to that, you walk into this place and um, they, it's a cool looking place. Yep. So that's part of the experience. They train their staff to be very much like uh, for the just, most part they're very professional yeah. and friendly they greet you when you come in yeah and they know how, and they're offering you lots of different things that you might enjoy and mm -hmm. like um, and no matter how you order your coffee they'll do what they'll do whatever you want right 
And they do it in a cool way where they call your name out and they write your name on the cup and they there's lots of things going on in the background. They're a bajillion cool. dollar company for yeah. a reason because after all, they just sell coffee. Yeah, and there's plenty of coffee places that sell a really good cappuccino right. and things like that, but it's, but it's different. They've created an experience. So that's kind of just another example besides a hotel. I think we should draw more parallels to the coffee business. In our, yeah, in okay, our let's do it. Starting now. Starting now. We Starting can write now. off I mean, my, not, my Starbucks habit. We're done with this podcast and doing it, but Okay, so I mean, like often we mm -hmm. we talk about stuff like this, but there have actually been there's actually been some research done, yeah. right? So um, just did just a little bit of research. I mean, I've done plenty over time to know it, but in this article that I read, it was from Oracle. If you're familiar with them, the big software company, yep. they do tons of stuff. You've definitely interacted with things in your life from them, if you didn't know. Um, so. They interviewed their executive staff and asked them about what happens when they do different things with customer experience. And um, it customer experience impacts the willingness to be loyal. Mm -hmm. um, customer customers will s switch brands due to poor experience. Right. Um, and then customers are willing to pay for a better experience. And I think the, all three of those things are really important, especially after coming from a company like Oracle, right? Yeah, yeah. So they know this as a fact. They know they're not the cheapest in any service they offer. But you know, if you order, for, if you purchase software from them, you're going to get that like an onboarding team to teach you everything yeah. and walk you through and support you the whole time where you know you can probably get a similar software for cheaper and if you need help you can email somebody yeah. and they might re respond next week. And, and I like this variability of customer experience and, and one that fits your brand and how it might impact willingness to be loyal. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there are a couple of neighborhood places in South Tampa that a lot of the employees here go to mm -hmm. on a very regular basis. Um, that are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> they're terrible places. Like the food isn't good. Um, maybe the beer is cheap, but, yeah. but they're terrible. I know what you're talking about. They, but they go because they have this this home home like experience. Yeah. People know them there. Yeah. They come in. They sit at the same table. You know these these businesses have built up loyalty in the local community. Yeah. In the same way that you might inspire that same thing in your business. Yeah. And there is there's a uh, bar restaurant not far down from that one mm -hmm. that shut down that was almost like a copycat type right. of a place right and uh, but why did that one shut down and the other one didn't and it's again it's because of experience yeah exactly so um simply put happy customers remain loyal and um, the way to create more happy customers is through creating a great experience. And yeah. That's kind of the point. So let's get into um, how to do it. Yeah, I, I like uh, what we're starting with here, and that's uh, creating your, your, your vision. And um, that idea that you're deciding in advance, not on you know, what your brand logo is going mm -hmm. to be and what the t-shirt designs are and things like that. You're designing what you want your customers to feel like mm -hmm. and notice and experience when they interact with yeah. you. Yeah, I, I like that. It's um, So this is actually like some, one of these times where you write something down and you, you, know, you write it down, you pin it up somewhere, you put it somewhere and you constantly remind yourself of what your vision is. So um, we wrote an example of what one could be. Okay. Um, this this might be yours. Just, no, just use this one if you want. You, I, you don't have to. I think so. It's it. in the show notes. <laughs> um, we want our customers to feel like their order is important, no matter how big it is. That it's not just about us taking orders, but creating custom apparel that exceeds their expectations and inspires them. 
delivered on time, every time, with stellar results. That, that is really good, and I hope you've experienced something similar if you've ever called in to Coldesi or Coleman & Company. Yeah, Be I would. Because yeah, I would we will so spend <laughs> just as much time, or almost as much time, on a small embroidery supply order yeah. and take just as much care of it, certainly at the shipping and delivery stage as well, as we do with a $50,000 UV printer order. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every order gets checked the same way, ordered the same, same way. Same number of people involved. Same number of people involved, the same approval process if if there's an issue with something. You right. know, it all goes through the same process because we want every order to be great. Yeah. And we want them delivered to you on time. I mean, all these things. So some of these mirror, you know, ideas that we have. Yeah. But you should create a vision like this for yourself. Starting with a vision allows you to kind of do the rest of the steps because you know the goal you're going towards. And every time you want to um, uh, revamp things, relook at things, or you make a mistake, you've got uh, something in the center to walk back towards. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that. I like that as well. Um, I will say that there is one difference that I thought of is when you buy a piece of a more expensive equipment, mm -hmm. we do include some popcorn. No. <laughs> so you get popcorn. That's part of the cold essay experience because we're synonymous with Every popcorn. once in a while you get candy with supplies. Sometimes you do. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, so uh, um, another little thing you might consider. Yeah, I will. Giving Maybe. away an embroidery machine. I, mean, I was thinking order. about just giving away like just a, like a, a little bit of popped corn. Oh like yeah. Five, like okay. Five. Like things. get them started on you know maybe there maybe a, a Christmas. Yeah. Movie, <laughs> <and> a <popcorn. laughs> like strength. every time every time you order from Coleman and Company. Yeah. You'll get a single kernel, and you can of add popped popcorn to the string, it. and then if, and then after the end of the year, you have garlic. I think for we your have treat. a customer experience wow, plan in the making is, here. I'm, somebody we, somebody get, thinks this is a great idea. Let's stop the podcast well, right now and go, go forward. Let's go take care of that. Um, All right, so so we we've created our vision. We've given you a good example, but think of your own and really think about mm -hmm. it and make sure it matches. Yeah. you know your business mm -hmm. and not ours. Mm -hmm. You know maybe the maybe fast and efficient is the experience that you're going to focus on. Yeah. Maybe luxurious and you know maybe it's that hotel that Mark Vila described that is the experience that you're looking for for your niche market, but maybe it's you know you want to feel smarter because you stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. You know maybe it's quick in and out, no nonsense, everybody knows what they're doing and just handles it all so you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you have to and with creating your vision, when you're doing something like this, it's interesting because not every hotel is that grand luxury hotel. Right. That's one experience that's desirable for a certain group of people doing a certain thing. Yeah. Um, you might not want all of that if you're kind of a quiet, reserved, if, private person on a business trip. Or if you've got eight kids in the station yeah. wagon and you're going yeah. to the beach. You really... Yeah. So, um, you, so the next thing, I guess, in deciding this and figuring it out is knowing your customer. Yes. And again, th I guess this is where you would want to have gone through the other podcast episodes mm -hmm. because... You know, matching the experience to your niche is going to be really important. Yeah, and and really all of your kind of uh, quote unquote branding, you know, should match kind of the niche that you're living in. Yes. So um, you, I wrote here, you know, if your customers are kind of urban, cool, trendy style of folks, and yep. that's what you sell, and that's who you sell to, then certain things in the experience which should match that. This might be a group of people that want to communicate via text message. Yeah. So most of your communication is with text messages. Yeah, or if you're uh, in the, the, the small town or the mid-sized town and you're just doing local business, mm -hmm. for the football team and for family reunions, you know, maybe 
you personally stopping by after school and delivering the shirts is yeah. part of the customer experience that's going to make a big difference where in a different market that might seem odd. Yeah, so you know? so you, you'd like know who your customers are and this is kind of, you can do this by creating a persona. So um, this would be kind of making a definition of like your, maybe your ideal customer or your common customer. Right, in marketing speak, that's an avatar. An avatar. Customer you avatar. Know? So um, tell us about, uh, you know, about that. Okay, bit, so, that so for example, let's say the, um, Let's say an avatar that you might use is if you're in the cheer bling business, mm -hmm. okay? Um, by the way, check out coldessie-bling.com. It's one of our new websites. Oh, yeah. You're going to love that. It's cool. It's so nice. So if you're in the cheer dance bling business, then, you know, then you're selling to mostly dance moms and cheer moms. Mm -hmm. um, so your customer avatar might be a combination of people that you know. Mm -hmm. So it might be Sheila. She's got two kids. One of them's eight, one of them's 16, mm -hmm. one is in dance, one is in cheer. She's very busy. She drives around the, um, she drives around the state to different competitions constantly. Sometimes her husband goes with her, most of the time he doesn't. Um, and she's got a small son that she ignores completely. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever that avatar is, you know, whatever that is, that, that's the kind of thing that you're doing. And if you can put a name to it, like Sheila, yeah. then when you're, when you're creating your experience, you can say to yourself, what would Sheila like? Yeah, what and would Sheila like? It's not what you would like mm -hmm. to deliver. Yeah. It's what your customer would appreciate. Yeah, and, and it's great to find one avatar or one persona that you can, um, you know, one or two sometimes, but that you can ask that question about. You right. know, like writers do this where they talk about, well, you know, what, what would Harry Potter do in this situation? You right. know, and like writers would say that because they, they've built a person. That's a, they've built a fictional yes. person that exists in our in the imaginary world, and then you filter everything through that person in your mind. So that's what you want to do is you you have your you so now you know who that person is, right. and then you write down what the what your kind of mission vision statement I, is, I, and you feel and that's the filter you use. Is I, that I, that I avatar. have to ask you to to sure. do that? Create like an avatar for your noodling shirts. Okay, no, don't do that. I was just kidding. Please. Good, I wasn't prepared. Please. Um, okay, so I, I like what you've, the notes that you made. If, if your customer is a parent of an elementary school student, they're probably busy and they want up, email updates mm -hmm. and text alerts. Um, if you are selling to a retirement community, you know, maybe they want a phone call. Yeah. You, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? If you're selling to, um, directly to teenagers, then maybe, maybe Snapchat or maybe Twitch is, mm -hmm. is the right way to communicate with them, you know, but it's gotta match what you do too. Yeah, and a, a corporate, you know, is going, they're gonna want emails on a fit with, you know, kind of official documentation on yeah. things. So everyone's gonna be different. You've gotta figure out what that is and always kind of ask that avatar, that persona, ask Sheila if, if this is something that she would like as yeah, far as what's, what's gonna Yeah, what's gonna wow you? And, and it's okay to have more than one. Yeah. Right? More than one avatar. If you have two different product lines or two different niche markets mm -hmm. or even two different really well-defined um, potential customers inside one market, you know, then, then maybe you do have two slightly different approaches. For yeah. That. And that's what, you know, as companies get larger, that's kind of what they have to deal with. So they, they figure out, you know, okay, how, here's, here's all of the different avatars that come through our hotel or into our coffee yeah. shop. Let's make sure we build an experience that makes sense to all of them. What do they all have in common? Right. You know, things like that. And here's a, here's a good example from the cold SE world is I've talked to a couple of our customers 
that do a lot of videos on Avancés recently. Mm -hmm. And one of them uh, has a couple of full-time jobs and uh, she's got maybe one or two customers that she does work for, but mostly she loves to do embroidery with the Avancé just for, for home projects and quilting. Now that's not a typical customer profile. Mm -hmm. The other one is typical customer for us who is a small business person that just yeah. opened up a retail shop mm. that is doing local business for team sports and things like that. So two different, completely different avatars that you would want to talk to create a different experience. Yeah, and part of the experience that is like the, a common experience between both of these customers that you mentioned is part of the reason why we create um, lots of different blog and video content. Right. Is because this, this uh, a video on how to put a patch on a cap is going to work for all different types of embroiderers, whether it's somebody who's fashion, whether it's a hobbyist or yeah. a small business owner. This is a piece of content that they can all relate to in some some way or another to help teach them a skill, right. which will broaden what they do. So, um, let's speaking about understanding these customers. Go ahead. Segue it to the next one is to become emotionally connected with your customers. And this is um, that, this is really important, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's uh, it's so easy and so hard, you know, at the same yeah. time. So, um, you know, what what makes your customers happy? What would make that Sheila avatar happy? What would disappoint your your avatar? Yeah. Um, what like what's most important to them? Right. You and know, these are questions to ask emotionally important to them. And and if you're you know if you're already in business then if you've been in business for any length of time at all, you know you've had customers probably that have been elated with what you've done, mm -hmm. and you've had some really disappointed or even angry about something. Yeah. So you know you can pull on those experiences to build your avatar and figure out, you know, okay, what did I do right here? And what, what, what made them so angry here and how can I relate to that better? Yeah, yeah, and you've got to get to know them in any way that you can. And of course, you know, as you scale your business and your change, it's harder to build those relationships. But if they know that you care, you know, and you really do care, then this stuff kind of builds. Yeah. And you can, um, and so you can build systematic things that you create that have to do with um, like every order you know, what would make, you know, what would really make, uh, you know, that busy cheer mom, you know, happy. She's yeah. so busy. She's running around like crazy. She really wants her kids to look great in the apparel that, she, that yeah. they order. It costs them a lot of money, so they want it good. Like, what's going to make her happy is, well, if I deliver it on time, you know, every time, if I follow up to make sure the sizing is correct, um, if I update her on the status of her order, so she's not she can relax to, a yeah, little bit. She doesn't have to think about maybe, it. Maybe maybe you deliver it on site to an event. Yeah, you know, um, I I love those examples because you're getting inside that person's head mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what's going to make them the most happy. Yeah, and and anytime you've you, and this is like also an exercise, especially if you are the owner of the company and you get to interact with your customers individually. Um, I read a story when I was doing this research. It was um, on uh, Zappos. Oh, yeah. the, the shoe company. Yeah. So, um, interesting story. Uh, this is how they emotionally connected to a customer, even though they never are in front of each other ever or, or barely talk to each other, right. right? 
Um, they ordered shoes, they didn't fit, the customer returned them, but they returned them like a week later than the return policy because the customer's, I think, mother had just passed away. Right. So the customer had said, hey, I'm sorry, hopefully you'll still accept my return. I know yeah. it's a week late, my mother passed it away. So they said, um, no problem, we're gonna take him back anyway. That was one emotional appeal. Yeah. The next level up that they did was the the company sent her flowers. Oh, see? You know, that's, and it's that's like, great. Is, that is that person gonna buy shoes from anywhere else no, ever again. No, of course not. Because those people <laughs> yeah. like me. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's that's really the what you're talking about here. It should be kind of basic for everybody, right? It shouldn't yeah. be hard to figure this out, is when you meet someone, you're nice to them, you talk to them enough to get to know them, mm -hmm. and you figure out what makes them tick, just like yeah. you do everybody. You know to stay away from subjects like close-up magic with Mark Field, <laughs> you know, because he just gets angry and starts doing demonstrations. But you know there are there are things like that that are pluses and minuses oh, yeah. to uh, to everybody that you talk to. Yeah, you're gonna regret this I joke am. one day. I am. <laughs> Someday I'm gonna be in a biker um, bar. <laughs> so, um, so speaking of going to bars um, now, so one thing, but seriously though, one thing here is um, if you can go to the extra mile, that's kind of what that Zappos story is. Yeah, you I know, agree. Anytime you can go to the extra mile, so. Um, a, a note we put in the, in the notes, so, so if you check this, you can remember this later, but if a customer mentioned, you know, oh, I, I've been so busy lately, sorry I couldn't come by the shop, gosh, I didn't even, I didn't even have time to eat breakfast today, Yeah. you know? Um, it's, you've probably heard this in your life, right? So this is an opportunity when you deliver the order, maybe you take a protein bar, you yeah. put a little sticky note on it, and you say, hey, for the next, enjoy this, the next time you forget to eat, you, don't, you run right. out of time put to eat breakfast, box. Right. you know? And they're gonna see that and they're gonna, wow, they were listening to me. You yeah. know, like they, they listen to me, they like me, yeah. um, and it makes them feel really good. And then they're gonna remember that gesture. They're gonna, so anytime you could do extra gestures that are emotionally appealing, yeah. do them. You yeah, know, and, and, it. and it'll pay off and you'll just, you'll feel better because you're just being nice, Yeah, right? Yeah. You're just being good about your business, which is great. And yeah. the, the next thing that we're going to talk about is kind of building a plan based around everything that we've talked yeah. about, right? Yes. So um, building a customer experience plan. Well, one more thing before we jump okay. into that too quick is the last part of kind of this like learning and setting it up is getting feedback from okay. your customers. So you've got to ask for feedback during the sales process after the, you know, out upon the closing everything up right. and then post sale. Find out were they happy, what weren't they happy. Anytime you can get yeah. more and more feedback, um, you can do it through online surveys. Like um, I'll send out surveys, which you guys may have gotten in the yeah. past through SurveyMonkey. You know, that's a place you can do it. I think they have a free plan. Yes. Um, or if not, they have a paid one that's pretty inexpensive. You, so you could do email surveys like that. You could do um, just email somebody with questions and ask them to reply. Yep. You just ask them in person, hey, what could we have done better? Right. You know, find out these things, get that feedback, um, and then that then you can then you take this and you kind of bring it back to the front and you say, does this meet the vision? Should the vision have been different? This customer was upset. You know, what would Sheila have thought about this? And then you kind of circle it all back in and you yeah. get it pointed in the right direction. Yeah, and I mean, I hope you can see that when you deal with us once again is because we are relentless about getting you folks to give us a review. Yeah. You know, if you buy equipment or supplies from Coleman and Company or Cold Essie, 300% of the time you will get encouraged to review us in some way. And man, let me tell you what happens in the building if we get less than five stars. <laughs> there's a red light, there's an alarm that goes off, everybody has to go out in the parking lot and talk about it. So yeah, I mean, be be that way. Mm -hmm. Like be aggressive 
about making changes to make your business yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, just just ask them. You know, that's that's the simplest thing, and, and do it according to your own style too. Don't you don't have to fit in any any particular thing. Right. Just ask a question. Just say, hey, I, I delivered all this stuff. Is there anything you would have liked better? The shirt, the design, um, how I delivered it, the what order do you think process. Of my hair? Yeah, my hair. You yeah. know, ask all about that stuff. And a lot a lot of times, if they like you, no, everything was great. But every once in a while, you'll get that person that'll you tell know? you, yeah, you know, would have been cool, or you know, is there is there ever something anyone I else? Done better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So now let's build a plan. That sounds good. Okay. So I, I'm really interested in that initial contact mm -hmm. um, because I think it does set the tone for everything else that happens next. Mm -hmm. So, and that is the way you answer the phone, the way you introduce yourself, the way you meet a potential customer for the first time, um, how welcome you make them feel, mm -hmm. not just if you have a retail space, but how welcome do, do you make them feel when they call? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and when you meet them in person. Yeah, or if they come by your booth or something like yeah. that. So we've had this conversation plenty of times if you've listened to the podcast, um, where just uh, what what I mean, just, hello, you know, oh answering the phone or t-shirt shop. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. all those. That's things. awesome. That makes me get all tingly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like it, when that's. I always just say this: when you look at like the big brands, the companies who are doing really, really well then pay attention to how they're doing it. They're not doing all this stuff to, to waste time and to like poke fun at you. Yeah. It's like they're answering the phone a very specific way every time. Their emails finish with a certain signature every time. They have standards of how they have yeah. to communicate with people. And it's because they know that this is, go is gonna get people to come back and back and back. Yes. And uh, you've got to do these same things too for your business. It might sound corny and feel corny to like have an opening line that you say every time you answer the phone. Right. But dang, does it work? Yeah, it does actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, how are you going to greet them? How are you going to let them know everything you have to offer? And how are you going to make them feel welcome? Whether right. it's at your booth, in person, over the phone, and, on and their website, listen, whatever. Listen, don't just think about this stuff in your head. Yeah. Go to the show notes for episode 106 and print this out and write something down. Yeah. You know, because you'll because you won't do it. You know, maybe you'll remember to do one thing a little bit better, but but if you if you print this out and you work through it a little bit, it'll become part yeah, of your business. Yeah, this should become something that you physically outline yourself. Initial contact, you know, on the phone. Like do it. This is like actual like if if you had somebody that you hired for your business to as a customer experience director, okay, what that yeah. person would oh, do yeah. is they would have they would have, have notes of like walks into the store, this, 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 answer the and phone. And that's a real this. job, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's He's what they do. This up. That's exactly what they do. And then they go through and they test it and they change it and, and they see how customers like that. Yeah. You, you do it, actually write down a full plan for all yeah. these things um, with as much detail as you could put in and you're gonna be better than everyone else. Now the, the, the quote stage, the next okay. thing is the quote stage and that is, you know, I, it's where I think that more of our listeners might drop the ball and mm -hmm. alienate people than any mm -hmm. other. Because we've seen the emails yeah. where even in the autoresponder, it gives you a list of reasons not to do business with you. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's our favorite thing to talk about. It's our about. favorite thing. Here's I'm, list of I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, so, so you get an email or you answer the phone, hey, uh, Bob's t-shirt shop where um, you can only order 24 of something or more. 
you know, or you get an auto response email with a list of things under the signature. Hey, we only accept this graphics file. We don't do credit. We don't do 30 day terms. Um, you have to provide this. You have to do mm -hmm. that. You know, uh, all that says is please go find somebody. It's easier to do business. With. Yeah. So it's not a great experience. No, it's not a good experience. And guess and guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that uh, I've I've had this conversation amongst so many people in okay. this building and, and throughout my career is uh, almost nobody reads that, and if they do, they skim it. Yeah. And the person who actually reads the whole thing. And, and the reason, I'll tell you how you can prove this. If you don't believe me, put a spelling mistake in there on purpose, like a really good one. Right. And then wait to see, find somebody who corrects it for yeah. you. It's, it's going to take six months. Yes. You know, because nobody's looking at it. So all that, all that stuff doesn't matter right there. It's just, they look at, they look at it as like, oh, look at this. Put free guy. elephant with every, <laughs> yeah, with every shirt. Yeah, and, and, and nobody will see it. So um, instead, use all that real estate and that effort to communicate your message in a better way. Yeah, so, be, so be excited and proud and um, interested when you present a quote or proposal to somebody, mm -hmm. this is the point where you're asking them for money and you're expressing everything that you can do. Yeah. So it's all yeah. down to this piece of paper, this email. Everything that you've done, the ads that you've done and going to a show, everything, instead of just shooting somebody, that'll be 1495 times 12. Mm -hmm. You know, this is your opportunity to rebuild that value especially if you're one of five people that are going to quote them on the same job. Yeah, I mean that and that's great. That's a really great point is that if you're going to be up against some other folks then you want yours to look like when I when I look at this quote I feel that something good is going to happen here. Yeah, you know, good. <laughs> right? That's what you want to feel. Um, and then determine how you're going to deliver it too. Is emailing it to them? Is going if if it's a school? Is it going to the school and meeting with the person and explaining right. it to them? Yep. Is it doing it over a phone call? Right. You know, um, whatever it might be, figure out how you're going to deliver it in addition to yeah. just doing a good job and creating it. Yeah, and you're just you're you're answering the customer's questions on a on a formal document in mm -hmm. some ways. So the questions are. How much is it going to be? Mm -hmm. uh, when am I going to get it? Um, what if I don't like it? Yeah. You know, how do I pay for it? You know, these are all the these are all the basic questions that you've got to make uh, clear and easy for them to tell. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, so so do that. So uh, then after you quote them, then there's the the purchasing stage, yeah. the actual act of giving money. And I kind of thought this is like it's it's a stage in and of itself, because I remember. Um, when I used to sell equipment, you know, a long while ago, that what that actual act of giving money was sometimes a roadblock, it's, and we and you lose be a so sale. It can so hard. Yeah, and you'd lose a sale just for the in, in accepting the money. Right. So you've got to figure out, you know, um, how how is how's your avatar? You know, how's your, the persona of your customer? Yeah. How are they going to want to pay? Yeah. You know, um, and is your business and, and your plans willing to work with that? Is it PayPal? Is it credit cards? Is it Apple Pay? Can they do cash? Or are you going to allow them to do checks? Yeah. Like what, do, what do they want? Checks is probably not your the most common method you should have if it's that if your customers are kind of young, hip, urban people. Right. They, they've never they written a checks. check. And they don't have cash. Yeah. Um, however, if it's, you know, if it's a school, you know, they still might be having the, their accounting department issuing a check. Yeah, yeah, and and this is this is such a this is actually such a big deal that most people don't think of. Yeah, I'm glad you put it down here because I'll give you two examples. Mm. So um, the first one is um, I love the city of Tampa. All right, it's great. It does not have a big parking problem for events and things like that. But what it does have is the uh, 
parking meters where you can pay with an app. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So um, because I can't seem to save my password, <laughs> um, I have to attempt to re-sign up for the app. I know what it is. It's yeah. they don't really take PayPal. Yeah. So you've got to type in your credit card number at least one time mm -hmm. on your phone. So every time I park, it's a huge issue for yeah, me. Yeah, it's So I have annoying. a really bad, and the other one is uh, working with some folks to do a temporary contract to cut the lawn. Mm -hmm. in another, on, a, on, a, on a rental house that's in another city. Well, I want to do PayPal, and uh, they don't do that. I can write them a check in advance, or I can use Venmo or two other things that yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, so these are like, but these are barriers. These are deal breakers. Yeah. I don't use either one of those services. Yeah. So then I, I don't, I can't give you money. Right. Therefore, I can't do business with you. Right. So you don't, know? don't be like that. I think it's a big and make it as pleasant and clean as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So figure out what your your customers are going to need and want, and then figure out a way to get that to them as yeah. best as you can. And you've got you know all these things come with limitations within your business. But if it's reasonable, do it. Don't yeah. do it. Uh, don't don't skip out on things out of laziness or hard hard headedness, or, or, or that you don't know, or how you don't do know it. how to do it. You can learn. Um, gosh, you can run an embroidery machine. You could do you anything. You could do anything. You know, you really like it's like you, That's it, the it's a skill, and it's not. Yeah. It's it's like it's necessarily that hard, but it's a lot to know. There's a lot to know. You yeah. know, and it's the same as tons of other skills out there. Yep. You know, somebody like an electrician, you know, who knows how to rewire a house. You know, they'll be able to figure out how to accept PayPal yeah, on their phone. Yeah, they should be able to figure you that know? out. You um, know, so it's the same thing. So uh, next would be the fulfillment stage. Right. How are you going to fulfill your orders? So, um, and that's not yeah, just at the end with you know the the box that you're you're mm -hmm. putting it in. It's these steps on the way that you put, like how to communicate order status. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a uh, it's a relief when you do the you order a pizza, and they give you status updates. Oh yeah. Right. Instead of you know. Back in the day when you just called it in, and then an hour later when you did, they didn't show up, you called and realized that they didn't place the order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that recently. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> so, um, but it's, yeah, so it's communicating the status of the order, letting them know, you know, that's a great thing you could that you could do if possible, you know, where you, you send an email or a text message and let them know, hey, your order's in production right yep. now, you know, things like that. If you have the ability to do this and it makes sense for your customer. Right. It's only going to give them a better experience. Um, if you could bring, if you could afford to bring technology in to help you do this, mm -hmm. then that's great too. There's tons of software, um, you know, fulfillment automation software that'll auto send emails and texts. And if you want to get into that, you can. I have no clue how much this stuff costs, but right. nowadays most software you can get pretty cheap. Nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah, nowadays <laughs> it is. Okay. So the other thing is one of my favorite questions to to see in the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group is. Um, is when people ask about where do I get the packages? Where do I get the mm -hmm. folding bags? How do I put a label on the plastic that I put my shirts in? Oh yeah. You know, all mm -hmm. the do do you use a folding box? You know, all these things based around, you know, I want my customer when they open up the box to love what they see. Yeah. Instead of giving those Amazon boxes where you order a couple of different things, the box is as big as a table and there's like a single golf ball <laughs> and a video camera in it bouncing yeah. around. Uh, so you could, um, you know, just some basic thoughts and ideas of things you could do. Um, you know, fold every shirt individually. Yep. 
Um, if you ha if you know if you got the name of the if you when you got the sizes if it had names along with it you know maybe on the size tag you can also put the name you know so the person like giving that. them out has Julie you know Mario yeah, yeah, yeah. you know stuff like Make that. Make it easy for them. Um, so you can uh, you can, if it's really if you're really plush and 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 beautiful then you could wrap all of them in in the tissue paper. With a oh, little yeah. gold sticker with yeah. your logo on it, you know, you can do all that. Um, maybe it's just getting a thank you note in there, getting yep. product recommendations, free gifts, you know, the protein bar because they couldn't eat. Uh, That's right. So, you know? so you know, that'll be the difference between that and getting a box of marginally folded shirts that are dusty from sitting in the warehouse. Yeah. You know, they're going to get something professional and beautiful. That, that you're going to deliver for them. And then you get to circle back up to your building customer loyalty. Mm. You can charge more for it because you're giving a better experience. Yeah, absolutely. And all of those things that you could do. So um, when you order something from, say, um, Amazon, yep. right? So the way that it may have worked is that um, somebody has an idea. Uh, they give China a call and ask them okay. to make it. And then China um, puts them in a cheap cardboard box and sends them over and then Amazon gets it and they do not take the crappy box that has the Chinese stamp on it and that's been around the world and send yeah. that to you and just put a new label on it right because right? you'd get it the box would be destroyed what a terrible experience that is no they do send you a new box with an Amazon sticker you know and it's got the product inside and um, and it, it's a and it pretty much for me it always arrives not broken. I don't think I've ever gotten anything broken from no, them. No, no, no. Some badly packaged. Yeah, but, but um, I am. I am fascinated with this idea that you have that you pick up the phone and call China. Yeah, you just call. And them literally them. anyone that answers yeah. can make you whatever you, could, you well, request. Well, you could also you could also tweet China. Or it's the weird. It's the you yeah. can do that. <laughs> um, so you tweet China and you just let them China. know that like you want to make this stuff. Um, or but else. So what I think about that is is I. Um, some customers will order blank shirts and then they get, you know, the box from the manufacturer. Oh yeah, and they repack and, it in and that And then box. they repack, which, uh, you know, from a, it. from a recycling and an economic standpoint, definitely, um, that definitely is a, can be a good thing to do. But if the box has been beat up and shipped UPS and got wet, yeah. you know, and then that's how you deliver your final product, your customer just isn't gonna like it. Yeah, and I plus, mean, I mean, even if it's not, you know, they didn't order Sandmar shirts. Yeah. Right? They ordered they ordered shirts from you. Yeah. Right? So it should have you on it or nothing at all. Yeah, really. and, and that's and that's at uh, least wrap it in, in butcher paper or something yeah. <laughs> before you send it out. Butcher paper. Butcher paper. Cool. That's yeah. actually okay. a good idea. Or that paper that you sit on when you go to the doctor's office. You could probably get that. It's probably not too expensive. It's used, it's really yeah. cheap. Okay, so um, after the sale, what do you think? Uh, yeah. thank you message? Yeah, a thank you message okay. is great. Um and uh, in the box is a cool thing, but yeah, then, little card. Or, but also post sale, you know, a thank you email, a thank you phone call, um, a thank you, a thank you tweet. Like if you ordered something from China, you could like at China, thank you, at China, you know, thank, thank yeah, you. and they would appreciate it. Um, but you know, thank you can thank them on social media if that's a thing you it do. Be, it would be Sheshe or Ngoisa. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Can you spell that for me uh, later? Okay, yeah. thanks. Um, or you have to write it down. <laughs> I, will. I will. I um, will. Okay. But yeah, making sure they're happy is a big deal. This is the time no. that the survey comes in and where you might get the opportunity to improve. But you'll also get the opportunity to cement the relationship between you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm calling, yeah, and this a, a phone call or an email is is the, the typical, right? Yeah. And the, you could do the other things. You could social media tag them and, yeah. and do all that stuff if that's kind of fits your brand and your person. Hey, Remember, listen, it's, it's our, about that. Our cold SE salespeople, they they handwrite thank you cards. Yeah. to the people that purchased equipment from us because they mean it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so really, that's it. Absolutely. So. Um, it's a, you make that phone call and it might just be, you know, hey, Jordan, how's it going? Um, you got the shirts last week. You had your company picnic. Um, how did they work out? I, wanted to, right. I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Yeah, so that's really interesting because a lot of companies uh, don't want to make that phone it's call. Scary. Because they're afraid yeah. that the customer is going to say something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you want to know how it went? Yeah. Half of them were the wrong size. Right. You know? So, so um <laughs> And, and that can happen at least until you start getting stuff right. Yeah. Because that's what you're doing, right, is you're, is you're trying to get everything right. Um, that can happen, so you've, you've got to kind of have that mapped out in advance what you're going to do. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that if you are building this a customer experience plan, where this is how I quote, this is how I contact them, this is how they're going to buy, this right. is the likelihood of after the sale them being dissatisfied is really is low. low. Because and you've pre you've prepped them the whole way. Yeah, yeah. You've communicated. And, yeah. they're, and they're not going to be, and they're not going to be, you guys suck. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm glad you asked. Everything was awesome, except. Yeah. You know, and then it's cool. They're not, you, because you're already have a relationship and you're already somewhat friends or acquaintances, you know, you've talked. Yeah, and so then um, once you've done all this, I think the, 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 you've got to just be prepared during the whole stage and then afterwards follow up, now you've built a relationship and then you've got to have a plan for when it goes awry, right? right? So, I mean, how do you, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, how do you go through that process? So, so it's got to be a couple of things. First of all, you have to, you know, figure out, okay, you have to realize that if you take 10 to a uh, thousand orders every month, you're going to get something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, the zip code or, you know, you're going to get the color of the shirt wrong. Um, what are you going to do if you make a mistake at that stage? So you're not figuring things out. It says, well, that's easy. Um, when they let me know, then I am going to um, redo a shirt. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them an extra shirt and I'm going to overnight them the fix. This is an expense of me doing business. Yeah. Or it's, you know, uh, what I'm going to do is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to offer them, I'm going to apologize, I'm going to send them a note, and I'm going to say, listen, if you decide to give me another chance, I'd love to do this again for you, but the right way. Mm -hmm. So I will give you X amount off your, second, your next order or a free shirt. Mm -hmm. um, and then do a little bit more than you say you're going to do. Yeah, and the, for the most part, if, you do, if you're doing all this stuff to the best of your abilities, um, from beginning to end, and when you when you do make the mistake, I mean it's inevitable mm -hmm. that it will happen. No matter how great you are, you're going to make. A we mistake. make mistakes all the time. Yeah, and uh, the likelihood of them forgiving you and coming back is is really likely. They will forgive you. You've emotionally appealed to them. You've communicated well with them. The experience was beautiful, except for this one hiccup. Yeah, and I'll forget. I'll forgive you for that hiccup. You did so well along the way. You made the mistake. And um, and the folks who are unwilling after all of that, if you really put your full effort into yeah, this, after yeah. all of that, and you missed one 2X shirt, yeah. and they are unwilling to forgive you for this, they are probably unwilling to forgive anybody You need to lose anything. their email address. Yeah, really. they, they probably are the worst customer everywhere. But on the, but on the, <laughs> but on the other side of that, yeah. you know, like, like I've made some big mistakes with customers, like big mistakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the good part is, is if you do everything you can to... 
um, to fix it. And even if you can't make it whole 100%, if you make this Herculean effort, you know, you could turn them into your best customers. Yeah, that's Into true. your biggest fans. Yeah, that's true. Um, because we've got a couple of customers that are like that, where I don't even remember that when they first got their machine like five years ago, we made this big mistake and they were very angry about yeah. it. But we fixed all that and now they're, you know, they're basically on our side everywhere yeah. we look. Yeah, and, and it's it's just, it's all about the experience. Yeah, right. And that's it. So um, customers now are, uh, they're more empowered than they ever have been to pick options. Right. There's plenty of competition out there no matter what you sell. They are, they know that they can go online and look at reviews and research and they don't even have to necessarily talk to you to have an idea if you're a good person to do business with. Yeah, that's true. So um, this is, um, you know, you've got to deliver the experience, uh, you know, just that great experience and, and you're going to outshine your competition so much yeah. and you're going to, you know, you're going to Starbucks them in a way. They were one coffee Starbucks shop. Starbucks is a verb. I you like know, <laughs> they were one coffee shop and they swept across the nation because they were doing things so much better than yeah. others. You know, uh, like Chick-fil-A is another example yep. is, is that, you know, um, they're, they've been around for a while. But the past years, mm -hmm. you know, they've taken off. And it's if you've shopped there, then you know that it's always, oh, my pleasure. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. They've got Overly they, polite. They, yeah, great. what did they know? They knew that sitting in a drive through line is, is terrible. Yeah. So what did they do? They built the entire thing out. They've got dual lanes. Yes. Then they have people walking out in the lanes, taking your order on an iPad. Because if we can take more orders here, they knew the slowdown was the one person running the register. Right. So they got four people taking orders. They also know it's hot outside. Yeah. So for their staff, they've got these coolers with fans that are like, it looks like it's a purpose-built awesome. thing yeah. that's blowing right towards their, so their employee's not sweating on yeah, you taking the order. They've built all this stuff out, and then now they're, they have lines around the corner. And next thing you know, now McDonald's, who's been around forever, is building dual drive throughs yeah, yeah. You know, be that company that all of a sudden you're beating your competition so much that they start copying you. I think I think that's those okay. are those are both good kind of final examples here because that's a story about long term and continuous improvement. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. what you're going to do too. We really do want you to kind of build that customer experience plan, but don't do it with the with an eye towards these are the things that I can accomplish now or that I have to do all of these things right now. But you're, you're building your own business persona, your own business avatar. This is the way I treat people. Mm -hmm. This is the way I want them to feel. These are the things that I eventually want to deliver. And mm -hmm. then you can say, okay, I'm gonna start with this. I'm gonna answer the phone really nicely, yeah. please. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and that's great. I, I've got 10, 15 things that I want to make happen on our store. I know we can't do them all, all at the same it's time. You know, yeah. it's a lot of work, it's a lot of money, but we do this one, and then you do that one, and yep. then you do that one, and you keep growing. And then in a year, you're great. Okay, yeah. um, I think once again, we've de delivered some value. Okay, yeah, wonderful. I, I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode and enjoyed the customer experience yeah. of the <laughs> Custom Apparel Startups uh, podcast. And uh, do me a favor, the next time you're in Chick-fil-A, okay. if you're sitting in the line, Tell them one of the ways that they can improve their customer experience is by recommending people listen to the Custom Apparel Startups podcast. <laughs> That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Mark Stevenson from Cold SE. And Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. You guys have a great experiential business. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs>